Well, thank you for joining us today on Tetelestai. Shabbat Shalom. Hope that you're having a good Friday. You know, a lot of the times as we are walking with God, we're many times asking God, God, what is your will for my life? Probably one of the most frequent questions young people have and new believers have is, how do I discover God's will for my life? You know, they they believe that God has a desire, he has an intent, he has a purpose for us, and we know the scripture teaches that, and some people think it goes all the way down to the minutest details of our life in every single day that we live. You know, God, what's your will for me today as far as what clothes I should wear, or what food I should eat, or, you know, what I should drink, and, you know, those kinds of things. And many times I think we overthink this whole process concerning the will of God, Um. Not to say that there aren't desires that he has for us in many of these areas, and he certainly does, and not to say that there's probably not a difference between a good and maybe God's best for us in something. But at the same point in time, you have to remember that God's goal is to grow you and I up. It is to mature us, where, as I believe it was Dallas Willard who said that God can trust us to be ourselves and free in his universe to be who we are. And then he can trust us to do that, to make wise decisions, to make wise choices. God does not intend or desire for us to be little robots. He wants us to be able to mature and and live and, and act and think as his children, reflecting his nature and his character and in all that we're doing. So a lot of times people, well, Lord, what is your will for where I should live? What is your will for where I should uh, work? What is your will for what city I need to be in? What country maybe even I need to be in? And there is a sense in which there are things that God desires for us in these areas. And we want to discover what his best is because sometimes it's not just something that God is after, but it's a particular place I have to be in in order for him to get me there. <laughs> so, so yes, it's important to, to pray and try to discern what God's will is for us in areas. But one of the things that Scripture does is Scripture makes God's will very clear to us. It makes God's will very obvious from the standpoint that it clearly states, this is the will of God. I don't even have to pray about that. I don't even have to say, God, is this your will for me? No, I don't even have to pray about it because the scripture says, this is the will of God for you. It is his absolute desire. So with that in mind, where does the scripture tell us? And when it does tell us, what does all this sum up? What does all of this lead to? What does all of that look like? Well, one of the first places we find it is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. Paul the Apostle says, for this is the will of God. Can't get any clearer than that, can you? Your sanctification or your holiness, your uniqueness, your being set apart. To abstain, he says, from sexual immorality. To know each of you how to gain control over his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passions of lust like the pagans who do not know God. 
God's will, first and foremost, is for us to be holy. It is for us to be set apart. It is for us to be unique in our way of life, in our thinking, in how we use this physical body that God has given to us. He wants us to use our physical body in a manner that is in harmony and line with his nature and his character. He wants us to be holy. And then also, he tells the church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, and do not get drunk on wine, for that is recklessness. Instead, be filled with the Spirit of God. But he prefaces, prefaces that in verse 17 of Ephesians 5, for this sweet reason, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. The Lord's will is for us to be able to be wise people. Don't be, under, don't be unwise. Understand his will. He wants us to be wise. He wants us to be filled with his spirit. So he wants us to be holy. He wants us to be wise and full of his spirit. And then we also find in 1 Thessalonians, back there again in chapter 5, and down in verse 15, Paul says, See that no one repays evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good one for one another and for all. Rejoice always, pray constantly, and everything give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Messiah Yeshua. This is God's will. He wants you to be thankful. He wants you to be joyful. He wants you rejoicing. He wants you to be grateful. He wants you to be wise. He wants you to be filled with his spirit, mature, growing in the Lord. And he wants you to be prayerful. Look at that. Rejoice always. Pray constantly. From me, just live in an atmosphere of prayer, fellowship, communion with God. Giving thanks in everything. He didn't say for everything, but he said in everything because this is God's will for you. To be happy, to be praying, to be giving thanks, to be mature, full of his Holy Spirit, to be wise, to be holy. And Peter, the apostle, tells us in 1 Peter chapter 2, and uh, down in verse 15, let me turn over to that passage. He says this, for this is God's will that you silence the ignorance of foolish men by doing good. Live as free people, but don't use your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but rather live as God's slaves. All of this is in the context of verse 13 of 1 Peter 2, where he says, for the Lord's sake, submit yourselves to every human authority. You do good. This is God's will to do good, to have a submissive spirit, a servant's heart. So that's pretty much what the New Testament spells out for us clearly where it says, this is God's will. This is God's will. This is God's will. We don't, these are things we don't even have to pray about. 
It is God's will that we be holy. It is God's will that we be wise and mature. It is God's will that we be joyful, that we be prayerful, that we be thankful. It is God's will that we are servant-minded and doing good from a context of being a servant. Everything else, the decisions that we make on our daily basis, where we live, the clothes we wear, those things, he gives us latitude. Sometimes it says one person described it as like being in a big parking lot with a lot of parking spaces in it. And there are boundaries to that parking lot. But within that parking lot, you are free to park anywhere you want to within those boundaries. Many times there are multiple choices that we have in making decisions, and any choice that we make, God's going to be pleased with. He will, if we make choose A, He will work in the context of wherever A is at. If we choose B, He will work His purposes in the context of wherever B is at. If we choose C, you have the same thing. He gives us many times a lot of latitude in making decisions, and there is sometimes no right or wrong in many of the decisions that we make each day. They're sort of amoral. They're not, you know, they're, they're, they're not black and white. It's not right or wrong. It's just a decision we're making. And God gives us the latitude and liberty to make decisions. But these things, these are very clear. This is God's will to be holy, to be wise, to be mature, to be joyful, to be thankful, prayerful, and submissive, doing good from a heart that is living in union with him. That's his desire. And when we live this way, we know that we are bringing joy and pleasure to his heart. Now, I know, obviously, thank God that we have Christ because I don't always do this. Do you? I'm not always grateful. I'm not always holy acting. <laughs> Whatever that means, I'm not always wise. I am not always as prayerful as I should be, nor submissive, and not always expressing as much joy as I probably should. But thank God that for my flaws, my brokenness, my screwed upness, when I'm failing in these areas, someone else kept them perfectly for me. And his perfection is credited to me. <laughs> and that person is Jesus. And so I can rest. I can trust that I'm not trying to strive. You see, and this is the thing, I'm not striving to do these things in order to earn anything from God or to merit any blessing from God, any of those things. I'm doing these things because that's God's will. That's God's best for me. He wants me to live a life that is full and fruitful, and these will result in that. But I can only do them even by His grace and power working in my life. So here, right here as we've seen, is the will of God for you to be holy, wise, mature, joyful, thankful, prayerful, and submissive. And when we're walking like this, in the Spirit of God, life, life can be lived in a greater degree of fullness than any other way. So delight in and fulfill the will of God for you today. May Adonai bless you and keep you. May Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May Adonai lift his countenance towards you and give you his peace.